0: Welcome to Sky Gems Academy Podcast. At Sky Gems Academy, our vision is to build a community of new generation leaders with strong core values, high level of self-awareness, high self-worth and passionate individuals who will give back to the community and the environment. We are focused on delivering high quality blended online learning of 21st century life skills delivered and taught online, practiced and perfected offline. Our philosophy is to inspire, educate and nurture. We work towards inspiring and igniting sparks. We listen, we coach, we fine-tune and accelerate the mastery of 21st century life skills for various age groups. Our blended learning programs are curated from the early years to above 60 years old as we believe in providing high quality, lifelong learning for everyone. Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1 how COVID-19 transformed the education industry. We will take you inside the minds and behind the scenes of 40 exclusive leaders and educators in the education industry. We've interviewed 40 exclusive educators and leaders in the education industry worldwide, starting with China, where the pandemic initially started. You will hear from the leaders in the education industry, sharing candidly their views on the possible changes that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19. Be sure to tune in to Sky Academy Podcast Series 1 to listen and learn from the amazing stories, experiences shared, challenges faced and techniques used by educators in different cities and countries to adapt and overcome their challenges personally as well as professionally in their respective roles in the education industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now Let's dive into Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1. Introducing to you our host, Alyssa.
1: Hey guys, it's Alyssa. Hope everyone is keeping well. SkyJams Academy Podcast is a passion project that my team and I kicked off in early 2020. As we are all facing the unprecedented events and experiences impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, we find that there is an urgent need to unite the global community of educators and leaders to progress forward together. Our main objective is to create a platform for all global leaders and global communities to come together to document these historic moments for our future generations. Skyjams Academy podcast is a platform for everyone, from all around the world to share, listen, learn, communicate, collaborate and come together to network and help one another to pull through this very challenging period that has impacted the global community. In each episode of Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1, How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry You will find yourself immersed and engaged in in in-depth discussions and thought leadership in various aspects of education, technology, humanity, diversity, disparity, and collaborations in the education space. We are very grateful and sincerely appreciate each and every one of you who has motivated us, encouraged us, Contributed in your own very special ways, especially our forty exclusive guest speakers from all around the world. A big thank you to all, and a big shout out to all of you. Skyjams Academy podcast thirty-first speaker is Hatham Mahmoud. Hatham started developing passion towards teaching in two thousand five. His K-12 education career started at Oasis, a leading IB school in Cairo, Egypt in 2012, and never looked back. From teaching adults to training teachers, then teaching K-12 and joining the International Baccalaureate Educator Network, Hatam finally found his purpose. Transformational leadership and change management drive Hatam's day-to-day practices in educational leadership positions he takes having a clear vision and empowering teams to deliver and reach their goals in a timely manner without adding much stress to the process in the practice he enjoys. Hatam looks forward to positively influencing educational reform in the Middle East and helping curriculum development and enhancement as well as schooling practices in general, affecting students, parents, teachers, and non-academic staff concerned. We need to provide the learners of today with the lifelong learning tools and effective 21st century skills that help them prepare themselves in their own way, at their own pace, for their own future, said Hatam Now, I'm pleased to present to you Hatam Mahmoud. Today, we have the honour and pleasure to have Mr Hatam Mahmoud all the way from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, joining us very early morning his time. A very warm welcome to you, Hatem. Thank you so much for joining us so early a time.
2: Thank you, Elisa. And I'm pleased and very well honored to be with you and welcome to all of our audience.
1: Thank you, Hatem. Really appreciate your time once again. Hatem, why don't you go ahead and uh, say hi to everyone and introduce yourself?
2: Sure. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever and whenever you are listening to us. As Alisa said, my name is Hatim Mahmoud. I'm born in Egypt and I've uh, started my K-12 career, uh, education career, since 2012 um, now in primarily IB schools. But I've delved into Cambridge and now I'm in an American curriculum school as well. So um, I have a passion for learning and a passion for teaching. And I believe in uh, change management and um, that's, it's, it's a very important thing to think about change, especially with the current situation. So I'm happy I'm with you, and I'm happy we're learning together virtually or even, if possible, face-to-face in the near future.
1: Thank you, Hatem. You say correctly we are all learning from each other, which is why this Sky Jam podcast episode is all about. We want to hear from each other experiences and also learnings that we have gone through during this very challenging period of COVID-19 pandemic. And um Hatam, you are based in Saudi Arabia, uh, Riyadh, and we wanted to hear from you. How do you feel about the current COVID-19 pandemic that has hit us all so suddenly?
2: Well, to be honest with you, it's uh, it's mixed feelings. There's um, you know, from the positive discipline, I'm quoting the wheeling the feeling chart or the feeling wheel. I- I'm feeling a bit um, helpless, maybe, uh, vulnerable. Uh, Weak and lonely sometimes I'll be frank because uh, we're not used to it I mean as human beings we are built as a social creatures and social uh, human beings. We are Influence and get influenced by others regardless of education. Well, that's this is how we work but um, part of me as well started feeling different feelings as in like more awareness thoughtful a bit of creativity a bit of I'd say forced creativity as in like thinking of new ways to overcome and survive as we can elaborate later on but the most important feeling i'll be honest with you is being grateful do not take anything for granted i mean what we have today might we might not have tomorrow around us or surrounding us and uh, in another way we can have a lot around us but we are not fully aware of how to take the most benefit out of it and uh, I mean, like family, for example, even like internet. I mean, our internet is very valuable nowadays. And maybe not all of us were using it as much as we are using it now. So yeah, I mean, gratefulness is a really great feeling to feel.
1: Thank you, Hatem. I think that is really true. I mean, if you look at it before or pre-COVID-19, things were happening, you know, every day is just day in, day out. We do the same thing or a bit different, but everything is so hectic. We are in and out of meetings, back to backs, and uh, with family, we try to do as much as we can. Even for holidays, we are running around uh, just to see the different tourist attractions and also local attractions. But with COVID-19, we kind of slow down, right, and uh, be able to appreciate things more. And I think gratefulness and gratitude is definitely one big thing that come up uh, for me too. So thank you for highlighting that to our listeners. Hatem, during this very challenging period, as you say correctly, so much feelings involved, so much emotions involved, and also challenges at the same time. Would you be able to share with us what are some of the challenges that you faced during this period?
2: Well, definitely, but I'd be also a bit honest here. I'd say that not complain much, because specifically and personally, my own situation, based in KSA, which have, you know, thankfully implemented a lot of successful restrictive measures Earlier on with the beginning of the situation, which reflected awareness of their crisis management and crowd management, I'd say, that's, that's one. Two, as an expert husband, having my wife here and my kids with me, not living far away from them. And so that's another blessing that I feel, and, and, and I can't complain much, to be honest. So uh, in terms of personally, I, the, the challenges were to get to know my kids better, Uh, Because I found out that there's a lot that I don't know about them, and that as an educator, you can have a lot of time educating children of other people, but your own children, you might oversee that or overlook it. So that was a bit of a challenge for me. Speaking of education as well, you know, with schools shut down everywhere, that's for sure a professional challenge. Maybe that, okay, what would be the situation? Where we will work? How will we continue our mission? But I'd say, again, I can't complain much because educational sector, lots of us could actually, a bit successfully, I'd say, for lots of uh, experiences around us in the schools around the world, that they could continue uh, their job and their mission, I'd say, rather than a job or on a distant approach. So accordingly, I I mean, the challenges for me personally, I was unblessed. I was, of course, the, the distance learning wasn't as much powerful as we wish, and we're still Uh, uh, learning more how to enhance it from each other and learning from each other's experiences. But um, yeah, these are the most challenges in terms of personally and professionally.
1: Definitely right on that area. Those are very challenging for us to cope and still coping in some areas, right? Uh, In terms of those challenges that you've mentioned, how do you make changes or how do you adapt to them? And also, how do you overcome them? Would you be able to share with us? Definitely.
2: Definitely. As I said in the beginning, in the introduction, I'm I'm passionate about change management and um, changing my job, I'd say, from a school to another. Now, currently, I'm in my fourth school. And this change, let me see as well change as the only constant in life. And, And I'll quote Einstein. He says, life is like a riding bicycle. In order to keep your balance, you must keep moving. So I'd reflect on my own life, moving from a school to another, moving from a place to another, from a country to another. Uh, We don't have to wait for a pandemic to implement change. And um, quoting Cutter's eight steps of change, the first step in creating a climate for change is increasing urgency. So building on that, I'd see that the pandemic situation is a very positive situation and opportunity I'd say, to create, which has already created this climate of change, and it already created this, increased the urgency to change education, the K-12 education especially, and that's the big question. Would we stay be teaching the way we are teaching? Would we stay be teaching what we are teaching and how we are teaching it? And K-12 education, to be honest with you, it's, it's not to prepare students for the future, because we as educators, obviously, we do not know even how the future will be but it's rather the providing the learners of today with the lifelong learning tools and effective skills that help them prepare themselves in their own way and their own pace for their own future, which we might not even see. So this is teaching to me, teaching what really matters. And this is the change that should be happening in education. And this is what we should be looking into the next phase of the new norm or the new normal, I'd say. Speaking about change as well, I mean, There's a lot of, I mean, the equation of change, you have a lot of factors to create change. You have to have vision, you have to have skills, you have to have incentives, resources, and an action plan. And I believe educators around the world now are struggling with the action plan because there is a lot of uncertainty and it's unprecedented situation, which implies unprecedented measures, I'd say. But still, we have to have now people who do not like plan B, you have to have plan B and plan C and plan D as well. So if we fail to plan, then we plan to fail. And overcoming the challenges, I'd say your second part of the question, Yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I mean, I'm blessed to have almost all my needs surrounding me, especially in terms of personal needs. And uh, I'd say, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I always say we have to Maslow before we bloom. So having all my Maslow or most of my Maslow needs around me, I started to think of more creative ways of how to use my time and to overcome the challenge, I analyzed my situation and I started thinking of what matters most and number one family so how do I get to know my children better how to spend more time with them learning and playing together, revisiting my role as a father and a husband before being an educator and and mentioning education, I developed more love reading I'm pretty much didn't have enough time and now we don't have maybe anything but time so and time and health are the two blessings that you do not value until you lose them or lose part of them so focusing the energy on what matters most to you which might not be what matters most to anyone else or not necessarily I'd say this is how you overcome any challenge and I'm I'm quoting Stephen Covey here for seven habits of highly effective people uh, maybe you should need to focus more on your circle of influence rather than your circle of concern.
1: I like the way you uh, put everything together and very well thought through um, process, Hatem. Thank you so much for sharing that level of detail. I just want to pick on one point um, to maybe get you to elaborate a little bit more. You mentioned about a K-12 education, there's a need for some change. And you mentioned about lifelong learning skills. Could you be able to share some of the examples of what would classify as lifelong learning skills?
2: Definitely. Hmm. I mean, teaching, again, I'd quote myself, teaching what matters most is the main question now that educators around the world are asking themselves. Because at the end of the day, now, whether the educational industry will be looking more into online K-12 education or a blended K-12 education, or maybe even going back to the, full face-to-face K-12 education, the social and emotional learning part, the effective skills part is what matters most. And I believe we can have lots and we already do have lots of skills that might be overlooked and not actually properly taught rather implicitly or explicitly in the classroom. And we need to look into these skills. And I mean by those skills, communication skills, collaboration, organization, reflection, information literacy, transfer of knowledge, critical thinking, creative thinking, problem solving, brainstorming, decision making, all of these kind of skills, which I'd say that they are sadly overlooked in K-12 education. But then again, after the students will be graduated and go to the university, they will pretty much feel the lack of these skills if they lack it. And there are lots of systems now, educational systems, and IB for sure is one of it, that are looking pretty much, and since a long time ago, into this, and they actually call it approaches to learning skills. And we call these are the non-cognitive skills. For long ages, we have been looking into K-12 education as only attainment, like learning outcomes, standardized assessments. But we need to look into K-12 education as the time for the students to really build their character rather than only building their knowledge because knowledge now is attainable Everywhere and anywhere, schools are no more the source of knowledge. Teacher is no more the source of knowledge.
1: Thank you for sharing that level of detail. I uh, feel strongly on the points that you mentioned, and they are really relevant in life, but not taught deliberately in school. And like you say, it is very much needed. So I, I hope to see greater progress in this area. And I'm sure when we catch up in the next few months or a year time, Hopefully, there's some progress in the area, and I would like to hear from you, Hatem. And I'll probably have another round of podcast episode with you. Looking forward to that. Hopefully. Thank you, Hatem. Well, Hatem, we are in the education industry, and with COVID-19, what changes has taken place with COVID-19 in the education industry? And also, what are your views in terms of changes that may take place post-COVID-19?
2: Well, that's and this this question actually needs a whole podcast to answer. But um, yes, I'd say. I've I've attended a lot of um, webinars uh, starting from China, which have started with to learn more from them because they started earlier than us and uh, moving into Asia, Europe, America, and and everywhere. And the, the exact same question that everyone is asking now, specifically that we are finalizing an academic year and moving on to another, how will teaching be looking like? So previously, I just mentioned what we should be focusing more on. But now, to answer your question, let's speak about how will we teach what we agreed to teach okay? in the new norm. So accordingly, if we see all the uh, teaching and learning taking place around us currently, let's say from top to bottom, you'd say that we have the postgraduate studies programs, that they are. we have a lot of accredited, certified, uh, reliable, online postgraduate studies program from accredited universities all around the world, so you can get your Ph.D., Fully online, you can get your master's degree fully online, and it started with this. Okay, so now the question would be, and also university degrees as well. In many universities, are now you give you a bachelor's degree fully online, not even blended. So the question now is, for K twelve education, is it the moment to do so? Of course, there will be lots of um, studies pro and lots of studies against. People who think that uh, that's a good Time to start it, they would say it gives you more uh, personalized approach, methods, and space, and it gives you more whether synchronous or asynchronous uh, learning will take place. But this personalized learning, and I personally had this experience with our kids, but mainly the middle school kids, Mm -hmm. it might be a big challenge for younger ones who need to see a teacher in front of them, who need to see an educator, a caregiver. Not everything can be just transferred online. People who are against, they'd say, or I'd say the school-based mindset of learning, of K-12 learning, they'd say that schools are there for learning social and emotional skills, the ones that we just elaborated on, the effective skills, the approaches to learning, the non-cognitive skills. How and where can you learn it if not in school? But then again, there is another counter argument in this that, yes, you learn the good, but also you learn the bad. But this is life. You can also learn all of that in sports club or external educational agencies that provide only the social emotional bits, and you can use the online for the knowledge transfer. So there's a lot of, you know, conversations and discussions taking place, but we need to focus on what are the main factors of of K-12 education. We're teaching content, knowledge, because at the end of the day, it's a must. When the students graduate from school in order to choose their university, which is still the scheme that we have. They have to go to university. There, is, there are other studies now that they're actually questioning the necessity of university studies and this four, four to six years of still learning after you graduate from school, but that's another story. So that's the content. Another factor in K-12 education is the concept, which, which just answers the question, why? Why am I learning the content that I'm learning? And then the SEL skills, which are social emotional skills, which are the same importance and at the same value and at the same level, if not even higher. So um, I'd say that in education industry, definitely it's affected by that, but I'd say it's mm-hmm. pretty much positive effect. And um, no one can claim that he or she has the right answer and the correct action plan and the specific you know, recipe for how to move on for the next coming years but it will unfold as the situation settles and as, uh, hopefully, the new normal will start.
1: Thank you, Hatem. Yeah, we will definitely have to uh, stay in touch and discuss again what has uh, taken place or taking place in the near future as uh, we see things unfold in front of our eyes. I agree with you. We will take time to get there, but uh, when we get there, I think it will be uh, a really good place to be for the education industry. So looking forward to the new normal in the education industry. Thank you for sharing that, Hatem. Hatem, would there be a new normal for yourself?
2: Um, definitely, but I also I wouldn't claim that I know it. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, my my new normal. Um, okay. The short answer is I don't know it. But uh, thinking about it, maybe I'll I'll be more cautious about social distancing, even if it's not required, you know, as in a measure by the government. And I'll be more aware of my hygiene and my you know, my health, I'll be maybe more focused, hopefully, on what really matters in life and reprioritizing our daily to-do list. And yeah, and just enjoying life, really enjoying life, because that's that's my mission, to help educators enjoy educator or to help educators enjoy education. And accordingly, yeah. we need to enjoy life first.
1: Well said, enjoy our lives. Every day is important day and enjoy when we can, right? You never know what happened next day. Thank you, Hatem. Hassan, we come to the uh, very important part of our Sky Jam podcast episode. We would like to know what would your messages be for the future generations?
2: Uh, That's a tough one. Well, I'd say, and I'll picture my young kids while I'm saying this. You you do not have to think like us, nor act like us. Because we're just here to transfer our life experiences and stories to you not to have a carbon copy of us. If you like it, take it away and build on it your own story and your own experience. Educators are not the source of knowledge nowadays, as I mentioned, and knowledge is everywhere and it's pretty much accessible with a click. And we're just here to help you search for the reliable pieces of knowledge and facilitate ways of using this knowledge to create your own life experience. So it's your life, you live it your own way and you just take a story or two from your ancestors.
1: Thank you, Hatam That is such a nice message that you are sending to the future generations. I love it and I'm sure all the listeners love it. Thank you, Hatam Thank you very much for your time once again. I hope you enjoyed this session together with us and I'm sure our listeners, including myself, has a wonderful time here to just listening to you, sharing your experiences, your ideas, your visions. Uh, really help to inspire us and also help us learn to develop ourselves further. Thank you so much, Hatem. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Mr. Hatem Mahmoud, all the way from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, together with us at Sky Jam Podcast. Hatem, thank you once again for your time.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you all.
1: Thank you. We hope you enjoyed
3: today's episode at Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1 on the topic of how COVID-19 transformed the education industry. If you enjoyed today's episode and you love the vision and mission of Sky Gems Academy, can you please help us to convince others to tune in to Sky Gems Academy Podcast too? Please kindly subscribe to Sky Gems Academy Podcast Please also kindly leave a quick review and rate Sky Gems Academy podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker and various Sky Gems Academy's podcast channels. That would mean the world to us. So thank you so much for your support. Visit our website at www.skygemsacademy.com to find out more about our distinguished speakers and about Sky Gems Academy. We appreciate you and your continuous support. Thank you for tuning in to Sky Gems Academy podcast. High five and peace out.